1: And welcome to the NXT review. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by the Dudley Boys of What Culture. Michael Hamflet and Michael Sidgwick here to review everything that happened on last night's episode of NXT. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review the show formerly known as NXT 2. Oh! <laughs> pay per views premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete, and the bloody good quiz, of course, on wrestle culture. As I said, though, joined by Hamlet and Sidhuitt to review NXT, and I don't know whether it's because I missed last go, so I wasn't here last week. But I had a bloody great time watching this show. So
2: I would describe this NXT as the uh, the quintessential reason why I'm in the business of reviewing NXT. You know when Steve Austin was like, if you're not in to win the WWE Championship, you shouldn't be in WWE at all. Mm. It's like, if you're not in for weeks like this NXT, you shouldn't be reviewing NXT at all. Sometimes yeah. there are some hard yards to get through. But when you get the perfect mix of actually a couple of decent matches, yeah. talent that you quite like to watch earnestly, and then bollocks stacked on top of bollocks stacked on top of bollocks, you're just like... Perfect. This is it. This is what it's for. Like Anybody that doesn't watch our review, get an hour level because just sometimes you get everything you need.
3: I had a fun time watching this utter crap. (laughs) It was just really, really fun. Like, oh, my God. Giddy with excitement at the prospect of burying this, but also nervous because me and Hanflet have talked about this. Like, sometimes we'll pitch. On the writing side of things, visit whatculture.com slash WWE for several great articles. When we get something to write about in the in the sphere of comedy or unintentionally great moments in wrestling, you get revved up because you're excited to revisit these terrible things, and then you get down to the writing and you think, "I can't write 200 words about <laughs> how funny this is." That's funnier than the actual funny thing that's happened. Like, what am I meant to say about scripts? <laughs> I'll try and get
1: there. I'm brewing something, but I just look at it. I love the mystery of it. I still can't work out who is Scripps. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a mystery. And I'm getting concerned the amount of times I'm laying in bed in the early hours of the morning thinking about Michael Sidgwick. But I really did think about you at the close of this show. But we will we will get to that <laughs> in due course. Because I was like, well, I'm sure going to have something to say about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but then, yeah, there was. it was like you say, it was this weird concoction of... Genuine brilliant moments. There's some stuff we are going to legitimately praise on this show that is just like, yep, great. They're ready for the main roster. Let's just, let's go, sort of thing. And some stuff that I was like, well, that was dreadful, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we'll mm-hmm. dive straight into it. The show opened as promised uh, with Toxic Attraction coming out. Oh, boy. Mandy Rose, NXT Women's Champion, 400 days as champion now. She's got JC Jane, she's got Gigi Doline with there. uh She's celebrating her successful title defense last week, of course. With a little bit of help, but she said, I won this or t- retain this title all by myself. No mention of Isla Dawn. Um, talks about the Iron Survivor Challenge, and that's going to determine her next challenges. And she's going to watch that with interest. And then JC Jane says, Yep, yeah, me and Gigi can now focus on regaining those tag team titles, become the first ever three time women's tag team champions in NXT. They slag off Chance and Carter, and out they come on. Onto the stage uh, and Carter says, oh, what a load of bollocks. you doing everything by yourself, Mandy, Gigi and JC. You're just going to bail as soon as Mandy Rose loses her title. They get into a back and forth. And then Carter and Chance inexplicably, despite the clear numbers disadvantage, rush the ring and you go, ooh, cool, who's going to be the third person to run out and make the save here? No, not one. They just get their ass handed to them by Toxic Attraction who stand over them as we close the opening of the show.
2: It was at very least believable that Caden Carter and Casey a Katana Chance, would have no friends at this point because they are the most dislikable babyfaces in all of wrestling. (laughs) But considering how much time, especially Katana Chance, we've seen she surrounds herself with people, even when you're not supposed to, I was surprised that nobody was there to make the save. I couldn't decide. There was one detail I liked, earnestly liked because I'm just a sucker for WWE nonsense. I don't think it's a wasted bit of scripting that uh, it's been put out there now that maybe Toxic Attraction have finished when Mandy Rose loses the title. Because Mandy Rose has shown enough, I think, that um, this title run, she'll just say, respect me, until people do. I think people will start to, like, she's coming up on Asker and Shayna Baszler's records mm. with this title, regardless of what you think about the ring. one cares about this? Nowhere near the prestige. But at the point at which she goes back to the main roster, they could easily have the two turn on the one as being like, yeah, you were just our meal ticket, and now you haven't got the belt anymore, so we don't really need you. And I think that was what was implied here. Mm. I think that turn will actually happen, and JCJ and Gigi Dillon will just become a tag team under their own steam, of which there will be none, because they suck too. Uh, but I don't now think there's going to be a title match at deadline. I think there's going to be a pretty lame six-woman match, and I didn't even care that the tag team champions didn't have a babyface friend. Like, the, all of these characters are just so... Inessential. Mandy Rose isn't. Like, that. that's 400 days, 400 days. I'm not praising the rain, but it's 400 days. She has has her moments, uh, but the rest of them are just inessential and nonsense, and they're a a real indictment on... I think sometimes this show does an all right job of developing people. It has not done that with either Toxic
3: Attraction or The Champions, I don't think. Five unlikable characters locked in a war of words about who is the worst via absolutely terrible, unconvincing dialogue where you don't feel like the heels are dominant because they've had a three-on-two advantage and you think way less of the babyfaces than you did going in, which was not much in mm-hmm. the first instance. Terrible, terrible television. I loved it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: and then we see Wesley. Of course, he's got the big title match in the main event defending his North American Championship against Carmelo Hayes. He's arriving and who should uh, appear behind him, cruising behind him,
4: Oh, it's Tony D says, Oh, there he is, Mr. North American champion himself. And says, Go, well, yeah, boss, he's the North American champion for now. <laughs> Tony D says, That's a great
2: stacks impression, yeah, by the way. Yeah, I've been really working on it. Really good, that. He says,
4: uh, <laughs> Look, I, uh, I have forgotten what you did to me, uh, Wes. Uh, but good luck tonight, champ. And
1: Wes goes to apologize and then stops himself. He's like, No, it, look, whatever. When I'm finished with Mello, you know where to find me. And Tony says, Oh yes,
4: that I do.
1: That I do. Ominous.
2: Uh, how injured is Tony D'Angelo? Because he set up like three separate storylines on, on his <laughs> back. <iPad. laughs> on a
1: crutch at this point. Uh,
3: what are we doing? Just when he thought he was out. <laughs> Just when he thought he was out.
1: Check the uh level up results as I always do, obviously. So <laughs> another win for Stax in the main event. So uh, yeah. he's uh he's, a, he's what? Doing pretty well for himself. Getting he's, a bit of a record like, going. Like just three, in time three and eighty-four. Iron Survivor thing. It's not
3: dark and dynamite. Circuit twenty twenty-one. just put any old crap on there so they get some reps in the worst possible context.
1: Yeah, but I'm, I'm very, I'm very pleased for him. I just wish I could, you know, congratulate him in person.
4: What? <laughs> no, no, no. Hey guys, hey stacks. You're right, man. That was good. Congratulations, on I went on well, thanks, Will. Well, out the fucking chair now. I gotta sit there because uh, I got some jokes for the guys. It's quite early in the show, so I'm not gonna stick around too long. But uh, you've been watching the uh, you've been watching the World Cup, CG?
3: Yeah, it's been uh, very uneven. Yes, yeah. like oh. some really really dull matches, then some incredible shock results. This extra time thing. What do you think of this extra time, Stacks?
4: I can take it or leave it. To be honest, I, I, I got I got <laughs> to
3: do. <laughs> yeah, me too, Stacks. Me too. Uh,
4: but uh, yeah, you see the big uh, the big result yesterday in the uh, the shark, the biggest shock in the World Cup ever. I am hearing uh, regarding Argentina and Saudi Arabia. You see that?
3: I did yeah, yeah. It was quite incredible. I mean, I was doing my work, but I every now and then I checked the score. What are we supposed to think about that, Stacks? That's a uh, <laughs> I'm
4: going to steal damn clear of that one uh,
2: you, 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 know might, what? you might not be I able to, to if I, you ever get a caller
4: I, 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 I got three jokes uh, I, uh, I I, heard uh, Apparently Lionel not very popular With his teammates You know why? Why do you think Lionel Messi Not so popular with his Argentina teammates
3: Ooh, like Finished like there's a, Kind of a put on Messi Messi, Messi He's like offside a lot He's not on their side. Oh, yeah, so are. Is he not on their side?
4: Why isn't Lionel popular with his teammates? Because he always tends to leave the locker room a little messy. Jesus. A little messy. That's
3: why I didn't say messy. Yeah, that's appalling. Uh,
4: <laughs> moving on.
3: Please do. That's your worst See the uh,
4: <laughs> Australia <laughs> Frikes game yesterday, yeah?
2: I did, I did. My favourite game outside of the England. Thrashing of Iran, I would say, so far.
4: Was uh, very entertaining, uh, a very very talented individual. Mm. Could use him at the Docks, probably.
3: What would he? What would he do?
4: What would, he do? His what would like
3: Stacks? If you put yourself out there. What would he do?
4: Waste management because he doesn't waste chances.
3: Well, he did because he. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah, you know. Anyway, um, <laughs> some, some bad news though. Uh, you see this? There was uh there was an explosion yesterday at a, a French cheese factory. You know about this? No,
3: no. <laughs> That's a good punchline already.
4: All that was left was debris, <laughs> debris like the goddamn cheese. That's
3: good. Oh, but, I just want more.
4: Final, yeah. final one. Just a generic World Cup one here. <laughs> <laughs> <Sige>. <laughs> and have like, what? Why is the World Cup similar? World Cup final similar to cows in an airplane? Picture that—a cow in a goddamn airplane. Huh? Jesus
3: Christ. I'll never get this, but let's try. Let's try. Um, Dairy,
2: air, dairy, air, dairy, dairy, Dairy
3: yeah.
2: Um, final. It's got to be the final specifically. Final.
3: Jules Ramey.
2: Something about that. Cows in a plane.
3: That's so specific. What are we missing? It's um. (laughs) It's um. I'm just saying this so the mic picks up that there's still a podcast yep. going on while we confer. And dairy, milk, cows, Jules Ramey. Wings. I don't know. I've, I've, yeah, that you've what, really what, thrown us What's here. the answer? I mean, the, the punchline <laughs> stacks.
4: Why is the World Cup final similar to cows in an airplane? Picture that. I'll tell you why. Because the stakes have never been fought. Higher! Good. It's the weight I talk. God damn
3: it! <laughs> Enjoy the rest of the show, guys. <laughs> Bye, Stacks. Bye, Stacks. Bye, Stacks. That last one was good. Yeah, strong
1: stuff at he, the end. From it. Should we? Is he gone? Yeah, I think I. I think he's. I can hear the, the uh, uh, plane taking off on the helipad.
2: Can you? There's like cows in the
3: back. Right? Can we? I hate to do this, but can we have a little talk? Go on. If he comes out with a joke as terrible as our first one, I think we've just had to <laughs> he can't come back. He has to do a lot better. Yeah.
4: I'll
2: make
1: sure he gets the message. Don't worry.
2: Well, he listens to this pod, doesn't he? You would assume. Yeah. So he'll, he'll hear this after the fact. Yeah. Wouldn't want him to think we're talking behind his back. No. Behind his stacks.
1: Cora Jade slags off Wendy Chu and better. the audience heading to the heading to the ring. Um, but before we get there, um Duke Hudson. One of my new favorite people on this show is uh, sitting backstage reading the Chase U playbook. <laughs> and in comes one of the stars of NXT, Grayson Bloody Waller. who says, he just, he's just an annoying twat, basically. He comes in and goes, love your dedication to the bit. And Duke's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm a committed, dedicated student now of Chase you.
0: <laughs>
1: Anyone who talks bad about Chase U, they gonna have to deal with me. And Waller's like, yeah, yeah, of course. Good one, Duke. We all know your true colors. And uh he says, Hey, those colours of black and red, the colours of Chase You. And Grayson Waller just walks off cackling. The story arc on this show with Duke Hudson was magnificent.
2: I don't disagree with you, Will I do. A good
1: It's one of the best long term storytellings I've seen in wrestling this year.
2: A good show long hook that led to a match that had more heat than it had any right to because of the various hook
1: uh, the
2: various hooks that they've dropped so far with this. I'm into it. Grayson Waller, as usual, the guy that calls out all the nonsense on NXT calls out yet more. It's like in He we watch the telly with so the elite there. Like Grayson Waller knows who Duke Hudson is. He knows what he's all about. So we don't have to we don't have to be taken in in the way that Andre Chase has been taken in. But then they have this tag match later on. Where just for a second, you're like, oh, that's why he's getting taken in because maybe Duke's trying here. Yeah. I'm I'm absolutely fine with this. Like I, I like the Chase U story. You've charmed me. Yeah, well, well, it's
3: not my thing, is it? Not strictly, no.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Not really my thing. It is very much my thing. And I just, well, we'll get to more of this a little bit later on. Before that, we had uh, Cora Jade versus Wendy Chu. This wasn't Uh, anybody's
2: thing, was it?
1: Chu fires up early on. Jade cuts her off um, after uh, Chu misses that sleeping elbow of hers. They spill to the outside. We go to break. We come back, and Chew is making a comeback. Uh, Jade eats a brainbuster uh, and loses some hair extensions whilst doing so. And then Jade goes under the ring, or goes out of the ring, grabs her, grabs her kendo stick, comes back in, but Chu takes it off her, and whilst the referee's distracted with getting rid of the kendo stick, Cora Jade grabs Wendy Chu's drink, hoys it in her face, hits her with a DDT. One, two, three. The referee counts the one, two, three. What's going? Why is this ring so wet?
3: You can see the liquid flying up off the canvas after his hand had struck it. I understand, right, that wrestling is stupid. Inherently stupid. Makes me dumber for having watched it, okay? When they do the mist, it's like, I didn't see it, and we don't have VAR, so that's my fault.
2: It's helpful when wrestlers cover their faces when they're being pinned, because then you can't see the mist in their
1: eyes. Yeah, they' yeah, yeah. probably yeah. stack them over yeah, so yeah. you can't see him. yeah.
3: And when there's like, ah... Oh, you were on the offense before I was distracted, and now you're getting pinned. I didn't and all see that it. happened was a really loud metal noise hitting flesh. <laughs> how is this
2: flipped over just that?
3: So it feels very curmudgeonly to point this out as a particularly stupid instance of the referee being dumb. But I, what an arsehole he looked at. <laughs> yeah. One, two. Oh, my hands wet. Why is that? While, this, this, while Cora Jade's got this like maniacal grin on her face. Put VA on. Put VAR in wrestling right now that forces them to not do the same corny bollocks I've been watching my entire life. And then football Twitter can call her VARA Jade or core VAR. Yeah, Jade. yeah.
2: Every bloody time there was a VAR. I get what they're doing. Pendy Chew is finished. <laughs> <laughs> like, you get what's happening there. They're trying to push Cora Jade uh, and they're doing that very Shawn Michaels and Triple H thing. Of believing that it's vital that in, in order to, they've identified since taking the, taking the reins completely at NXT that they hate the Wendy Chu character and you've got to undo it. Like, you've got to change it brick by brick. You don't. People were not so married to sleepy Wendy Chu that you can't have to go away for a few weeks and come back. I'm more serious now. They believe, right, you've got to take their pill. Like, they've done the thing where she's always like, people should take it more seriously. Now the drink's been thrown in her face. Like, literally, her gimmick has been thrown in her face. She has to abandon it to get more serious. Nobody's that arsed about the law. Just have her disappear for six weeks and be like, the sleeping thing wasn't working. Like, I needed to not sleep on the job and get serious, and now I'm going to try and be a good wrestler. Done. But instead, it's like, uh, maybe um, Wendy's uh, drinking and pillow stuff isn't going to lead her to title glory. I just don't care enough. I got
0: (laughs) very
1: excited for a split second because I thought she was going to instantly turn into a thousand-year-old dragon lady. But then that didn't happen. So. Oh, the cheek
2: on Triple H should be like, come on, we need to get in a more sensible character. Yeah, you wrote
1: that. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, yeah, it was just not very good, all this, and her crying post-match didn't help matters.
2: Really, really boring uh, coverage of this show that you can find elsewhere on the internet and not on this podcast. We'll tell you that uh, keeping her uh, J's momentum cooking.
1: Was it?
3: This was flat as out. Flat as out.
2: Flat as
1: out. Uh, right, next up was a vignette starring uh, Apollo Cruz. <laughs> you got a new one? Well, there's, there's a new one, but there's also. Have you seen that? There's a one with a Santa face on it. Have it?
3: you not done this yet? Hey, is this a surprise? I no,
1: I, 100% I have no idea what this is. If it's like a festive fart or something. Well,
3: what? It's
1: time to play the game! What game's that, Michael? Did
3: it? Did it? Did it? <laughs> what the f is this gonna sound like? It's, it's, it's farts with sleigh bells, yeah. It's gonna have, it's sleigh bells
2: gonna have sleigh bells it? like sleigh bells what, what, in
3: the background. I'll, well, that's your answer. Yeah. I think it's gonna be like ho ho ho. Oh, god, yeah.
1: What am I gonna pick then? Uh, sand someone out in a present, and it's a fart in a box.
2: Yep, that's just a set of normal words. That's a sentence. Why, as well? That's like the I'm the a clip
1: to put us on, uh, on Twitter. If t- you missed the NXT podcast today, is it is an example of what we talked
3: about? It's a flatulent uh, soundboard.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's an app that's worryingly becoming like you know when you you like swipe down on, on an iPhone, it's like here's your regularly used app. And it's like WhatsApp, photos, fire.
3: <laughs> so just to paint the picture for the reader, it's one of those where it's like one to twenty. It makes a sound of you know. The thing. Big
1: bigger number,
3: but yeah, picking. No, number, it's the start of, of every Apollo Crews promo. Code. But one of them's got a Santa hat. Yeah. What? So I think it's gonna be ho ho ho. But you know, huh.
2: it's not even like they could have just put like a sprout on there, couldn't they? To tie it to farting. But yes. It's just it's Santa's smiling face has replaced number twenty.
1: Let's hear what Santa's Santa's fart sounds like, shall we? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
4: that is the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> again, again.
1: What's what? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ready? <laughs>
2: that, that literally hurt my balls to laugh that much at that. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: <laughs> anyway, Apollo Cruz might be the next uh, world champion in NXT. <laughs> he, he's uh, writing in his journal and visualising himself on the championship. <laughs>
2: In Survivor Series 92, when uh, Brett beat Sean and then Santa comes out at the end and it's in Vince's mind, he's thinking, this is going to give Brett the rub. I've yeah, got yeah, On yeah. <laughs> Apollo Crews winning at deadline. No.
1: <laughs> Santa comes out to raise his arms. champion?
2: Hey. Everybody's farting.
1: That's unbelievable. <laughs> Better than I ever could have anticipated. You
2: were right, it was a gift-wrapped fart. Yeah. That is, <laughs>
1: <sighs> <laughs> uh, right, I re- did genuinely enjoy what came next uh, because uh, Keanu James getting interviewed by Mackenzie Mitchell and James oh, yeah. says, oh, I'm fighting Ivy Nile tonight, I'll beat her. And, and I'm still trying to do the uh, by the bar from Fallon Henley. She leaves and then big body Javi arrives. <laughs> I love this gimmick instantly. Um, he obviously last week was challenging everyone who was injured or suspended or whoever it may be. But now he's brought... The big body files with him. <laughs> That is 1,347 <laughs> names he had printed on dot matrix paper, which I haven't seen in about 20 years. Ball punches down the side. Shout out as well, just in case we forget to mention it here, because big body heavy great, obviously, but you need someone to bounce off of, and Mackenzie Mitchell was perfect in this role.
2: One of NXT's MVPs these last few yeah. weeks and months, I think.
1: Um, so she looks at the list, which is like Jericho as <laughs> it falls to the floor, blah, blah, blah. Um, Axiom's still number one. <laughs> He's still injured. He's like, still? She's like, he literally had his leg bent in around, in, you know, ridiculous. Number 14 was uh, Elon Musk. And she says, I mean, this is the only problem I had with her. She said, why would you want to fight Elon Musk? I mean, come on. But yes, uh, uh, big Body Harvey points out, I'm not paying eight, $8 for a check mark. She says, how many followers have you got on Twitter? He says, 2,000. Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, she, uh, at... Javier Bernal, WWE, if you want to be another one of the 2,000 million that follow him. 2,000 Twitter. million. Yeah.
2: 2,000 million followers. He weird. deserves more than that, yeah.
3: though. So go and follow him.
2: Yes. yes.
1: Um, number 68. 69 would have been funnier. Um,
3: why Why would it have been funnier, Will Born?
1: Oh. Sex stuff, isn't it.
3: What's the other part? Uh,
1: um... Uh, <laughs>
2: Egg! just looking for a button that goes, F F F Fanny! <laughs>
1: Haven't got one, have we?
3: Well, yeah. That's uh, There's a
1: drop you to find. <laughs> Actually, these nuts. There you go, that's part of it as well. <laughs>
2: <laughs> We're still very much on one side of
1: the part of it, aren't yeah. we? Yeah. Hey, hey. I mean, hey, it
2: could be both parts. Yeah.
1: So, uh, that's Drake, the rapper. He wants to fight, not Drake Maverick. Uh, And number 250 is a retired wrestler who Javi says, ah, come on, they always come back for one more match. McKenzie's like, this is a load of bollocks, Javi. You don't want to fight anyone on this list. And he goes, you keep going on like that, I'll fight you, and just storms (laughs) off. He's Uh, great. I love Javi.
2: There is a, I don't know who it is yet, and I'm hoping we're going to start getting some clues, maybe. There is a genuinely fun payoff coming here. Is this like to mark the return of a main roster person to NXT? A arrival that would, like, or a return from injury. Somebody that would not think, obviously Axiom is there, but there's a lot of fun to be had here. Bo Dallas. Oh, my God. So that the Uncle Howdy Lawheads can get extremely excited. <laughs> they can get really annoyed because he's not, uh, yeah. because he's not part of its bollocks. Why isn't Bo Dallas in this? It's the ghost of the Bo that told the world, of course. Of course. That's nah, great. He's and he's nailing it as well. Uh,
1: The next stage of the Duke Hudson saga continues. All the Chase U students, all six. It's just a massive Chris Jericho ripoff, but an amusing one. Mm. Yes, Uh, all six of the Chase U students are backstage talking about bloody classes and pop quizzes. But Duke Hudson's got their back. and he's he gave him the heads up thankfully, but he, uh, he does accept presents. And they're like, ah, and he's like, no, I do actually. Accept <laughs> and then he comes uh, pretty deadly.
4: What's he like
1: eh? uh, And they say, yeah, you, you Why we actually need you? We've got a we've got a game of poker. So that's Duke Hudson Law. Um, we got yep. a game of poker later. Man,
2: I wouldn't go for him. He never won a game ever. <laughs> yeah. <so. that's>, yeah.
1: <laughs> and we need some soccer to lose some money. Um, do you want to come and play? And he's like. Guys, you know gambling's against Chase U's policy. <laughs> so there's many reasons you can get gotten rid of from Chase U, whether it's just the, the person who runs it just swears in your face and tells you to piss off, basically. Um, but they all go uh, p- pretty pretty, dearly go, you're a loser you are now. I thought you were cool. Uh, and Duke attacks and Thea Hale's like, what, Scrappy dude? Let me at him, let me at him. Uh, and he gets into it. With, scrappy Starks? Uh, yeah, with, uh, <laughs> with Kip and Elton. Another, another... Layer to this story,
2: yeah, it's a good stuff to set up a match for later on. Uh, uh. I, I, I like all this, my my brand of wrestling nonsense. All of this, yeah. The idea that like they just keep forcing these poor twats into red t shirts to be like your students now, enjoy it. Like this is the new. Um, we used to get content out the air for this. Remember, uh, you won't believe which Adam Rose Rosebud is now WWE Universal yeah, Champion. Yeah, no, the Chase u faces that are one of these days going to be working WrestleMania. Yeah.
1: His world champion was once sacrificed at Thanksgiving. <laughs> More on them later. Love this. I just I love the Duke Hudson story on this. Oh, show. Yeah, it's, it's okay. Uh, Ivy Nile versus Kiana James. Uh, Kiana James has to well, be a bit sneaky to get an advantage because Ivy Nile's just mint and hard. Basically, uh, she hits her with a backbreaker. Um, works over Niall, but Niall comes back with a submission, starts taking over, uh, running Hurricane Rana sends James to the floor, uh, and I think James tries to be like, I'm not having any more of this, goes to leave. In comes Fallon Henley.
4: That's my girl!
1: A <laughs> <laughs> lot of love for this on Twitter I saw yesterday. Um, gets in, Get her down! <laughs> gets into it, James. Uh, and then Keanu James gets back in the ring and just walks straight into a, sleep, a dragon sleeper, sort of modified dragon sleeper. And uh, Ivan Niall gets the submission victory. Thoughts?
3: wildly generic match.
2: Too generic, if anything. I, mean, I want I mean, it to be better than she is. I'll buy the I want them
3: all to be better than they are yeah, so I can watch it and not hate my life. She- They're not that bad, but my God, it's just the most generic. There's nothing thrilling. There's nothing emotional. There's nothing dangerous. There's not one positive emotion or attribute about wrestling in this match that I could cling on to at any moment. I think, what was it? Well, there was none. It
2: was perfunctory at best. But I think that's a problem with someone the like... The Performance Centre. Yeah. <laughs> with an Ivy Nile, because the whole point of development is that you take what people are already really good at and then you help them like, refine some of it. And the Ivy Nile had very, very believable intensity and the right charisma for the Diamond Mine aesthetic and they are making it boring. Like, it's not just as simple as a moveset thing. It's a, like whatever's happening on, in these level-up matches is less fun than it was when you had a raw prospect. Like, I don't know how good she could have beaten, but already I'm seeing her being normalised. She's getting worse through learning some basic moves and WWE formula action. I don't want to see that.
1: She needs, um. it feels weird to be saying this, she needs to be more Butch-esque. Yeah. Just let me out.
2: Yeah, because you just got to feel authentic. I, I don't care if she's not slick. Because she was once felt very dangerous and that danger is disappearing. Yeah, there's no sense of danger So all. Where were Brooks and
3: Jensen? I've just yeah. introduced the characters as a bit and they weren't even on the show.
2: Yeah. It's
3: that's, disappointing.
2: That's, I was that's really probably good about that. That's probably one of them. Um, you remember yeah. when Vince changed the finish of that match? Was it Christian and Matt Hardy in Edge? Because, like, well, everyone on the goddamn internet already knows it, so we're not doing that. Yeah. I probably listened to the podcast yesterday and heard this and, like, right then. Yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, it's so a bloody. Well, they better, be, they better be back
3: on because. Yeah. They'll yeah. be on the
1: preview next week. That's, that's without a doubt. She's still trying to buy the bar. So. Yeah.
3: Tell Don't you think. what, if, not, if there's nothing previewed for them next week, I've got an idea what they might be up to and not on the show, so remind me of that. Okay.
1: Right. I definitely will forget Prepared that by next week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Henley and James brawl off, and um, uh, yeah, Diamond Mine come down to celebrate with Niall, and the, the, the Cree brothers get on the mic. Uh, and address Indus share for what's happened and their feud and they've been being attacked, etc., etc. He says, yeah. "Look at all these people yeah. we've beaten. Uh, intimidation doesn't affect us. We've worked too hard to fear anything with a heartbeat. We're going to get respect." And Julius challenges them to a match at NXT Deadline. Oh my
4: god! Oh my god! Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. it's going to kick ass. <laughs> this
2: sure, um, Deadline is going on before Final Battle. He's going to care about the Ring of Honor world title and Chris Jericho match against Claudio when this yeah, and this tactic. And Yeah, I'm hard.
3: not being funny. I'm earnestly looking
2: forward I to this I not wait. <laughs> like Iron Survivor bollocks penalty box challenges in
3: this show of the year, actually. <laughs> like ROH is already bland and like, yeah. not hot or interesting enough in and of itself. Yeah. And now you've got like the Heroes of Wrestling part two. <laughs> it's, it stands at knee chance. Knee chance. Knee chance.
0: A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now we all carry around different stresses. They can be. a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash whatculture. Then we got a vignette from uh, Isla Dawn talking about her attack of Alba Fire. Um, And they tied up a nice loose end here. All the weird ethereal being stuff is linked to the blackouts that we saw. And that wasn't scripts, it turns out. Um, And uh, spirit voices guiding her, blah, blah, blah. We're going to have so much fun together.
2: Terrible character, the sort of stuff I hate in wrestling. But, like, impress isn't the word. Well done, Hair Ruffler, that they keep introducing these characters with a little bit of thought mm. and slightly more depth than just a vignette of somebody surfing, a vignette of somebody, businesswoman, whatever.
3: What's the, what they've done here? You know, the Wyatt guy who did the White Rabbit campaign? Yeah. They were like, right, okay, do these very elaborate, teasy, Easter eggy, foreshadowing introductions. And he goes, right. And he does them. And the characters come out. And they're
1: they're just rubbish.
3: I'm trying to like all the swearing because we've got the one o'clock World Cup lunches. Mm. (laughs) We don't want to give them too much work. No. Yeah. And as well.
1: I am just about to swear um, because... Andre Chase, bit's coming up, but still, yeah, right, I appreciate okay, that. Yeah, yeah.
2: You have identified one of the problems as well when they've got a character with ludicrous as scripts as well. We all just was like, ah, oh, it's scripts farting on with the lights. <laughs> hey, like, yeah. Ideally, you can't be like introducing him at the same time because nobody nobody stopped to think. Like last week after she appeared, ah, oh, it was Isla Dawn behind the lights going off. We were just like, well, scripts is going to stop messing with the electrics, yeah. <laughs> so that's less than ideal, but that's not her fault. <laughs>
1: um, so Andre Chase is uh, giving some one on one time to a student, Mario. Uh, Educating him about the the law of the Elimination Chamber, I believe. When Duke Hudson uh, rushes in, he's out of breath. He's run across the campus, basically. Um, And he said, I know you told me. Quad. Quad, yeah. The quad. He says, I know you told me to to just leave it all in the ring and not get involved. (laughs) But uh, I couldn't do it. I had punched someone. Andre Chase, like, this is a regular thing. goes, oh, we can't have students punch each other all the time. Like, like you got about six uh, students left, Andre. Sitcom right?
2: that doesn't exist. Again, what is this a university? or Are they wrestlers? We can't have people. You can't have people doing a collar and elbow tie-up at this university. Where you is it? Why did they have
3: Charlie
1: Dempsey along? Yeah. Was, anyway, we
3: are watching a crossover between a sitcom and a wrestling show. Having never seen the sitcom, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. what this is. It's so weird.
1: So he goes, "Oh no, I, did, I didn't. I didn't put you. I didn't put your student." And, and Andre, she's like, oh, who was it? Who was it?" Did you. And he goes, "Oh, is it?" It's pretty deadly, and literally Andre James goes who, like that. and he does the finger, that yeah, you know, pretty deadly, right? And he goes, oh, uh, and the, but it turns out there's people there, and I was like, oh no, there was security and staff there. And he's like, oh bloody, hell, what want the repercussions. He's like, we got a tag team title match. <laughs> like, oh,
4: brilliant, well done, Duke.
2: And it's like from the very start of the thing, it's like we can't be hitting people. End of segment. Tag team title match <laughs> like, That is That's an inspired take That I said Because it is like Imagine if there was a What's going on At Ross's Dinosaur museum I don't care There's this Six friends That are living the life. Yeah, few no. Way more interesting But instead Ten years of Ross Fixing dinosaur bones Yeah like, uh.
1: <laughs> So Andre Chase Can't believe his luck That his students Got into a fight And managed to get him A tag team title match For tonight And uh, Mario's still there Obviously he's been waiting For the lesson to continue <laughs> Starts clapping Congratulations, Mr. Chase. He goes, Mario, what the f are you still doing in my office? Get the f out of here. We got a tactic title match to prepare for. Duke, you, you did it. Oh, I still don't, no, still not tired. Oh, anything? A, just man swears at students.
2: A deranged brilliance for me.
1: I, I,
3: I've, I don't know how else to cover it beyond that.
1: Um, The World Cup's going on, and when you're in a bit of full Speaking of
3: which, what's the score in Morocco, Croatia? That's
1: a good point. It it might be full-time now. No, no, we haven't missed anything. Jesus Christ, this World Cup absolutely sucks.
3: (laughs) So what's a Triple H go 25 minutes at WrestleMania? Boring, (laughs) now happens, the attendance is inflated, and you can't even hear the people who are there. That's (laughs) what the
1: World Cup is, suck my cat. So... Uh, when you when you're playing well in, in football, <laughs> it's typically known as a as a <laughs> purple patch. <laughs> like <Mikai> Saka is <laughs> in a bit <laughs> of a purple patch <laughs> right <laughs> now. But this is where NXT really hit his purple patch. So you've gone from chase you, right? And then it's time for a reveal of scripts. <laughs> 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 He's in action against Guru Raj. And I just I just can't figure out who it is. It's a mystery. I love scripts in action. I love scripts in action. I can't even get through to the phone line, but they're going to have a a contract. Um, it's Reggie, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's yeah. Reggie <laughs> in what can only be described as a sort of jazzy but also crap ex- <laughs> executioner's mask from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, is what I thought of, doing the Zorro sign, but an S for, an script. S for scripts. <laughs> and S like, I like the uh, commentary going, oh, boy, this uh, NXT audience just, just to know how to receive him. <laughs> I was like, yeah, they don't know what the bloody hell's going on. That's why. He's walking along, he's
4: doing the S for scripts, uh, <laughs> walking along
1: the barricade, and then he does the sinkara, uh, jumping off the barricade, and then suddenly, very springily, jumps in over it's the top Very to springily. Jumps over that into the ring. Uh, oh. Nice to see Reggie keeping himself busy. We'll do a tire-than-match, surely. A, a just
2: appalling look. Like, a terrible, terrible look. Um, Reggie, the, the 24-7 division was dreadful, right? Every not now initially.
1: Th- every <laughs> now and then.
2: Die. It's just every now and then, like, Reggie was the sort of, you know, WWE is so stupid that a guy that does better flips than the wrestlers has a purpose. Why not? Why not? And then he starts, i uh, clearly learn a bump, learn to try and get some fundamentals down. So he flips less, you know, like, Sorry, Reggie. Your fundamentals are fine, but I preferred your flips. Yeah. They've somehow managed to conspire to find the worst of both worlds because they've given him a terrible WWE-style character. He gets to do a few flips, but not the great stuff from the 24-7 era and now looks 50 times worse than when he was a frigging sommelier or whatever it was. Like, at least he looked, like, dressed, and, like, dressed
3: up and smart. What the hell is this? What an appalling, appalling gimmick. I'm glad you asked this question because I was trying to accurately convey to the listeners who've been looking forward to us ripping this what it looks like to me, this gear... Uh, literally, it looks like uh, so the Young Bucks um, famously started out their own backyard promotion. And they taught themselves how to wrestle. And they were so in love with the idea of being wrestlers and learning how to become wrestlers that they asked to be homeschooled so they can get their work done quicker than they would in school and not do recess. So they could just go out and wrestle and go out and wrestle and go out and wrestle. So they've said, look, like, obviously, it's very amateurish. Um, we just want the tassels and all the rest of it. So you can imagine backyard wrestling tassels over a mask. Mm, yeah, that not only looks as cheap as anything, but makes you unable to see. Yeah, and I'm trying to get the quality across, not just the literal look, but the quality, right? And it's only going to resonate this with a certain generation of older fans in a certain place of the world. But it's NXT's key demo. So you find it. <laughs> No, it's not. It's us. Oh. <laughs> in the United Kingdom, there were two separate pro wrestling booms. One in 1991-1992, hence why they thought, let's get the hell out of the States where we're not drawing and do Wembley Stadium because Sky TV is massive, getting big, and WWF television is huge on there, right? And then there was the Attitude Era, which was a global boom. Every market was hot, but in particular for 1992, business in the dump in the states, but because of the advent of Sky TV and the access, it was really big in 1990. Um,
2: sorry, no. Triple H confirmed it was bad business. Oh, sorry. So, oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Of course, Let's yeah, yeah.
3: disregard that. Correcting that, Triple H said. <laughs> so what happens when? What happens, Will? When just something gets hot and trendy,
1: people gravitate towards it, and
3: people decide oh, I can get a little bit of that pie mm. and rip it off. So that's how you get landfill indie that's how you get just rubbish action films when arnie gets big the uk wrestling promoter of the 1990s decided right what we'll do is we will hire the local leisure center which what is the version of that in the states just to make it more uh the is it like the armories or the vf
1: yeah vfw halls, no like, whatever they are no, like le-
3: no like an actual leisure center what mm. do they call that I don't know. Well, basically, leisure center is somewhere you can go, and there's a big hall where you can have...
2: They like their outdoor pools because the weather's nicer over there, yeah. rather than... A
3: refectory. A refectory, maybe. A leisure center. Leisure center, yeah, so gym, pool,
2: like a, a big hall with various sort of things where there's space to put a ring in. The, the wreck? House. The wreck, maybe, yeah. The wreck? And the wreck, yeah. Mm.
3: Anyway, it's got a pool, maybe a gym. It's all public. Yep. Go Go in. For very small feet and go swimming or go to the gym or Kids birthday parties and discos at weekends. Play indoor yep. soccer. And because they had this big sort of five-a-side indoor pitch, basically, where you could either do soccer in there at the rec. You could either, like, this set of badminton things and then put it in the... Kickball for Americans. Kickball. No, that's oh, no, a, different a different thing. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, they would hire this big hall with the stands where usually the parents would watch their kids play five-a-side. But no, you can watch the stars of the WWF, except they're just some... <laughs> fat asshole, <laughs> like out of shape guy playing the Undertaker the UK Undertaker and all the rest of it Legend right? of Doom so Legends <laughs> of Doom so like the most obvious plagiarism you've ever, you've ever seen in your life and um, we used to call it <laughs> the big red machine Shane <laughs> <laughs> there was a guy called u Kane. u yeah and we used to call this like leisure centre wrestling yeah. basically like a lot of people of mine in Hamlet's age know it right this was Reggie's Gear I'm yeah, telling you now, looked so small-time and pathetic, right?
1: <laughs> Look at him there. I've just got it up on my screen. <laughs> it looks amazing.
3: Where in the leisure center, right, you would at least have, right, okay, well, it's an obvious rip-off. The wrestling isn't good. It's is shamefully, like, small-time. But at least they're ripping off The Undertaker, Kane, Big Boss Man, The Rock, Legion of Doom, whoever. Reggie's gimmick, Scripps' gimmick, mm. looks like the leisure center version of a shindy gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> it is the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire <laughs> life. In terms of gear, it's,
1: I cannot believe it's on a WWE production. Do you know what I really like as well? is not just the, what's your, what, what's your thing? You spell an S. You, that's your, your thing. It's the, I've just seen it here, is the big pen in the background for scripts, mm. which I'm fairly certain didn't feature once in all of the vignettes. Why is it a pen when he's leaving voice message, voice notes? Yeah. Because it's like someone could have been filmed, the receptionist in the performance center, like, opening it up. Yeah.
3: And then they realize, hang on, it's not very
1: visual, is it, a phone call. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, uh, right, writers will a scribe, Like a big quill and a scroll. <laughs> yeah, 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 Um Anyway, in terms of the match, he did, he, it was a bit... The drudgy stuff. Flimsy flips. It was yeah, that didn't connect really. It either. reminded me a bit of the revival um, <laughs> because it was some flips with scripts, uh, <laughs> and he jumped all over the place. Oh my god!
2: Well, well, Dax Howard's going to find your address and hunt you down. <laughs> I'm sorry Dax. for that. Yeah,
3: he's uh, too busy soliciting five-star matches on Twitter, despite. Claiming to not get about star ratings. <laughs> That's what Dax Harwood's doing. Love
1: it, man. Love it. Uh, so he's flipping all over the place. There's a bit where he sort of. There's r- a
2: massive. I can feel it in my bones. There is an enormous. The next culture war between me and Sidric that you've got a referee is like Young Bucks FTR three. I can feel it. Oh wherever. yeah. My like Young Bucks have come back and like they're dropping the music on that being the elite this week. And I was like, I'm absolutely fine with that. I'm fucking <laughs> raging, like smashing up the house. And like Sidri, like a mention of Dax Harwood is like Nick, mind up, Dax. It's, like, it's great. <laughs> I, can, I can feel it. I can't this the
3: culture comes- war I'm going to be a ticket and say, you know what, I just prefer um, the team that really elaborately lays out their matches that are always really long because they know that's the the way to get critical acclaim and they build it to this really contrived peak with the same sequence that happens every single time in all their big matches, but it's slightly different and uh, yeah I like the Young Bucks as well
2: To tell you boys were homeschooled because you're socially inept, actually. <laughs> so,
1: back to scripts.
2: Let's go! WrestleMania he, weekend.
1: He uh, he sort of limboed <laughs> underneath a big boot halfway through this match. Uh, but then in the end he just does, is it the molly go round? It's uh, yeah. finished, oh, basically. Over the top of the bag. Uh, and then he left a calling card on uh, Guru, <laughs> <laughs> Guru Raj's chest. I can't wait. Like... The Rec Center. The Rec, rec Center, yeah. yeah Recreation rec, Center.
3: Rec center.
2: Can't wait for him... Like, they're, I think they're trying to, like, plant the seeds for, like, scripts and Axiom. Fi- fi- finally. Like, the mega powers of being losers explode. But, like, just for the entrances for the... Like, Axiom can go. He's going to try and carry scripts or something, but just the visuals and the presentation of it,
3: I lane. <laughs> uh, yeah, I cannot wait. So it's better than Forbidden dormer <laughs>
1: <laughs> Wait till script is a word on Wordle, and then we really are yeah. in, in business, eh? Um, but as I said... That's <laughs> six letters, mate, so you'll have a job. So it's just... Script. No, script... <laughs> Just not script. Oh yeah, I'm thinking. I'm I'm thinking with a Y for some reason, and that that's still got still six. six. <laughs> script. Script. <laughs> Sincerely. Script. <laughs> right. So Andre yeah, Chase. Come on, sir, just with a Y. Andre Chase. Script. And then <laughs> they're sat at this table, and you're like, wait a second. There's five chairs here. There's only four members. Of and we all know that. Um, <laughs> So they talk about Thanksgiving, uh, things to be <laughs> thankful for. Uh, Ava Rain says, <laughs> says, families have been torn apart by Thanksgiving. So you were like, oh,
2: that chair's not for The Rock then.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, blood relatives can't be counted on. She's The Rock's daughter, do you know? Um, but uh, thankfully, she can be counted on. Uh, I'm Michael's booking this. Yeah. So yeah, The Rock's a twat. She's <laughs> effectively estranged
3: from her dad. That's, she'd rather hang out with these losers than that arsehole The Rock. Don't
2: it's believe Sean that. Michaels doing this. Hey, Ava Rain, don't believe that story you read on the internet in the mid-2000s that I called your grandma a c-
1: <laughs> you know, like, just uh, It's out there.
3: <laughs> you can read it.
1: Uh... So in the midst of all this, Ava Rain goes outside and uh, tempts someone from the audience into the ring. This fan seems keen to be involved with yee Um And whilst this is going on, uh, Mick Jagger and Robbie Fowler are banging on about Thanksgiving losing its intent and uh, the table's bare so new traditions can be formed. Um, <laughs> what is it? We've gone
2: from trees to tables, haven't
1: we? Yeah. That's uh, how it works. <laughs> well, that's it, yeah, the... <laughs> There are no woodwork game. <laughs> um, and Gacy says tonight we are creating a new holiday. The day of
4: Jism in Vicpus uh, <laughs> <or> s- <laughs> s-
1: <laughs> something along those lines. And uh yeah. Oh Ava hugs the guy, but her face changes when he's not looking. Terrible acting. Casey says, it's too late to join the game. We aren't inclusive. We're now divisive. And you will be the sacrifice. the
3: <laughs> Should point out, so the sacrifice, put them through the table, like, because this is so poorly acted, and they're just putting everything on the table here. Like, there's, there's about eight fans, loud, boorish, Sacrifice! <laughs> sacrifice! And then Joe Casey, two minutes later, has to go, This is actually... <laughs> <sighs> <a> sacrifice.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so good. Sacrifice!
2: <laughs> I'm so into how much they make this up as they go along. Like, the whole point is, like, for, for several weeks now, we've been welcoming and the newest member into the gym. it's a rock star. It's like... We are not about inclusivity. <laughs> what?
3: <laughs> what? What's this all been for, Joel, Explain but yourself, not Joel. shown up
1: with a different light, didn't it? I yeah. just
3: don't get it. Because surely that would be the heel turn. Mm-hmm. Or it would be the thing where it's like, right, okay, people hate us, so we're just going to turn heel even though we've been... I what, what, what the fuck is this?
1: It doesn't matter because Trick Williams is backstage wearing a Trick Willie hat and he's just the best. Uh, and he says, Look, Mello's not here because he's in the A dressing room getting ready to put in an A performance because he's the A champion, basically. Uh, and Trick starts pointing him over and saying, Oh, he's going to beat Wesley. And uh, he's he's off in his own little space. Oh, he's so bloody good, Mello. Wesley's walked into shot. <laughs> and Trick Williams' cell turns around. Wesley's there and he goes, Oh! And he like <laughs> throws up his dogs. Uh, and uh, Wes says, Oh, don't keep going. Don't let me stop you. Uh, and he says, "Look, Melo's money. Um, he's gonna beat you." And where like, "Oh, so you think he's gonna think he's gonna beat me?" <laughs> and Trickler's like, well, "Is water wet?" Yeah, he's gonna beat you. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, cool. So he doesn't need you out there, does he?" He's like, "Well, you know, we're a package deal. I'm gonna have to be out there with him for the title match." And he's like, "Oh, cool. So he he'll need you to get the victory then." He's like, no, 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 he doesn't, doesn't need that. I see what you're trying to do here. No, he does not need you No, uh, and Mackenzie's like, nah, it kind of sounds like you say he needs your help to win the match. And he's like, no, 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 no he, I don't need to be there. If I wasn't there, he'd still win the match. And Wes is like, cool, guess it's one-on-one then. High five Mackenzie and leaves. Brilliant. As much as I love Trick
3: Williams, he's actually wrong. Oh. Liquid water is not itself wet. Oh. <laughs> but can make other solid materials wet. Wetness is the ability of a liquid to adhere to the surface of a solid. So when we say that something is wet, we mean that the liquid is sticking to the surface of a material. Which is what
2: occurred in the Wendy Chew-Corrigate match. <laughs> <laughs> the canvas was wet, but the drink was not. Is that
3: the science behind it? Is that, the, is that the water law? So, incels, when you're out there and you say you can't get them wet, you're actually right. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you nxt the trick, really, you? They had nothing to do with sex. And we got there. <laughs> yeah. it's brilliant True was, was just, just get him on the main roster about time Shawn Michaels was inspired by something good in his career rather than all the terrible stuff he did post 2002 this brought me right back to a really famous role same like that uh, Razor and the 123 Kid had a classic Marty Gennetti comes out of the crowd after Shawn Michaels has been cutting this brilliant promo he says I'll take on anybody from my intercontinental title anybody at all and then Marty's there in his street clothes and Sean's terrified, and he's like, well, "You haven't got, you haven't got your stuff." And Marty's like, if I get my stuff, though, you'll give me a title match, right? And there's Vince in all his glory with his heart eyes for Sean already, and they're like, "Well, you said it, you said it, you got to do it," and it just plays out brilliantly, and Marty wins the title. This, the same here, the chemistry between all three of them on the screen, like, was superb. Mackenzie Mitchell is like showing that there is life after. Renee Young in WWE for these broadcasts. I want to give probably Triple H and Shawn Michaels a bit of credit here because he had to be one way under Vince McMahon and already a lot of these backstage interviewers are showing the personality. All this is great. Trick Williams is brilliant. This felt a little bit like Vince was still in charge because they were trying to show you, no, they did come as a package. Please come up together. A reminder that one, one of the other just isn't any good, like bring them both up together. Mm. Lovely this. Wesley was better for this segment as well, which is
1: the point of when other wrestlers can use their differing abilities to help others. Love this. Um. So, I know this isn't 2.0, so it's not the the, the, the glory days necessarily, but just, like, like it. imagine it like going back in time to, like, dark pandemic times when I was there going, Sig, what do you reckon to this? And you're like, yep, there's another three-star match worked well between two people who probably don't need to still be in developmental. Imagine me... You know, coming in time traveller and saying, so, uh, in the future, what happens on NXT is you have uh, a university segment. We're back in the studio, by the way. I would need to hear that. Yeah, yeah, We're back in the studio, and uh, there's, a, for, there's a segment on NXT where there's a university lecturer who also wrestles, um, swearing at his students, and met, his student has beaten up someone, and inexplicably got a, t- a tag team title match. He's like, oh, okay, you've got my attention. And then I'm like, and then the script, uh, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Reggie. The sommelier from SmackDown. Uh, he's got the crap executioner's mask on and he writes an S like Zorro and it looks ridiculous. Okay, keep going. Right, and then there's a and He's got the Rock's door in it. It's a cult and <laughs> they, they, they did a sacrifice. Uh, okay, okay. Tr- uh, Trick Williams and, and Mello, they, they're just great and Trick Williams is going to cut this great promo. Okay, I just need one more thing. Um, the NXT champion is going to go fishing next. <laughs> <laughs> Because Bron Breaker went fishing next. He's out. He says, I love how bloody quiet it is is out here. I love being an NXT champion, but it's nice to get a bit of a break every now and <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, pressure. The time goes on. That's why he comes out here to clear his mind. Uh, the fish aren't as active in winter, so I've got to try different things to catch him. I proper, like, a
3: tank's don't get... The fish don't give it. The fish aren't as active in winter...
1: Not wha- getting as many reps.
3: How am I hearing those words on a professional wrestling show? You know, in uh, November, the fish can't go.
1: <laughs> anyway, he's going to fight cruiser at Deadline.
2: Good. I don't hate that. Like in all the ways of humanizing Bron Breaker, I don't think this is the worst. I think it's this idea that like he's this killing machine, but he has to go right out to the you know the middle of a lake to feel some sense of peace. But when he's in the ring, he's a like train killer <laughs> and all that. But like they have to NXT it, don't they? Bron likes fishing. That's what he does to relax. But what he does to like work out It's kick people's ass, great. That I understand that you're supposed to see the total opposite of Bron away from the ring. That like, like like lines about if fish can work, like they, are they hell over script? Everything
3: like the matches, the promos, the lot—they the cannot help themselves. The fish aren't as active in the winter, so I I have to amend my baiting techniques. Why am I hearing those words?
1: <laughs> Do you think the only that thing that would have made this even better is if. He sort of half, you know, because he caught a fish and let it, put it back. Yeah. Good thing to do. But as if he went to catch a fish and he sort of half caught it, and they're like, oh, no, Bron, the fish is getting away, and he just spears the water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh,
2: he's like, oh, there's one here right now, because he sees the bubbles from the fish, thinking it's coming to the surface. It's just a polycries swimming underneath and farting. <laughs> he's actually been <laughs> swum out there. <laughs> Dead fish. <just>
3: <laughs> <laughs> and
2: then the crisp. music plays.
3: I don't know how that sounds.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right, picture the scene. Uh, bronze, bronze in a boat. Bronze, bronze in Rages. a boat in the middle of a lake. <laughs> bronze <laughs> bronze in a boat. He's got a Christmas hat on, but he's more, not reading it. Mortimer Whitehouse, Bronze fishing. And then, uh, yeah, and then, Bubbles. Dead fish. Dead fish with a bauble around his neck. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's so go good. wrestling podcast. That is so good that
3: it's just amazing. It's like South Parky.
1: And yeah.
2: <laughs> Welcome to the Chamber of Farts at Christmas. Yeah yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's called, if anyone wants to download it, I'm gonna give him a bit of free publicity. It's called Fart World. <laughs> 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 <I love> the app. <laughs> I
2: love the idea of you searching through Fart Town, <laughs> Fart City. I'm thinking bigger. <laughs> fart World. Number one wrestling podcast. We don't f- with Fart
1: Village. Oh dear <laughs> uh, right, Zoe Stark Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Zoe Stark bought Sol Ruka next. Uh I really like the look of Sol Ruka. I think she's she's very very talented, very green, obviously. Uh, and so we've got that's Zoe that's uh Zoe Yokis, I should probably call <laughs> her because she's, she's evil, isn't she? Uh Ruka's flipping all over the place. Stark super kicks oh. her. Uh, sends it to the outside. Gets catches Sol Riga in the ring, can beat her up. Um, Riga hits a power slam, but misses a drop kick off the top, and then Stark hits hit with that running knee for the one, two, three. Continues the attack after the match, and in comes Nikita Lyons to make the save.
2: Bad. never let it be said that I won't admit when I'm wrong on these podcasts. Last week I said maybe a match would be a better way to debut this heel character than a promo. I was wrong. Just shouldn't have turned a heel in the first place. She's a babyface pro wrestler that shouldn't be doing this dierrick stuff. Moves followed by a scowl doesn't feel real. She was an earnestly good wrestler that has had her wings clipped by this turn. Already, it feels bad.
1: Yep, terrible. Oh, uh, boys, Malik, Blade, and Idris, and Ophé there with the bomb yeah. Wagner <laughs> um, saying, "Hey, why don't you come and party with us?" I, can, I, get, I'd, I mean, I'd pay money to see that. i <laughs> <laughs> I put that on deadline, and I'll, I'll, I'll buy the paper. <laughs> with Ted D.B. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Come at Von Wagner's party. Like a
3: montage of the partying. And like the idea is like he's playing against type and he's like letting loose. And like he's like, ah, uh, you know, usually I'm this big intense guy he's just in the gym all the goddamn time. I've got a drink in my hand, and it's like they're trying to do the thing. Whereas like he's got a beer in his hand and it's Von Wagner pointing to him. he's meant to be going, Huh? Me with a beer? But his face just doesn't change. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got one expression. <laughs> he's got a lampshade
2: on
1: his head, but you he wouldn't even know it from his face. It's, what a treat. Like he is. my hat. You guys are looking sharp. You have a lot of <laughs> swag, and I got my dancing shoes on. <laughs> That's what he said. Let us go for a brewski. And then he says, I'll never be seen. He likes it. a beer. <sighs> like they, they
2: spill everywhere. Like this is the beers go everywhere because i have been shaking up.
1: The drinks are on me. <laughs> Uh, he says, i have never see seen out where you losers." Beats both of them up and rips off, uh, rips up Malik Blade's cardigan, which looked really nice. And Odyssey Jones makes the save. Like <laughs>
3: <laughs> Von Wagner party liaison. We <laughs> absolutely need a script. Yeah. this film.
2: Yeah, Von Wagner's great. Something changed <laughs> with me when he did the, when he got the belt thing wrong. <laughs> and then the brawl match was a bit of a hit last week.
1: Actually, I, I'm a Von Wagner guy. And then we go from that to <laughs> incredibly intense Charlie Dempsey <laughs> no, talking I'm, about Billy Carl Robinson, Dempsey, <laughs> and Carl Gotch. Great bully legs! I will watch Carl Gotch. I watch Billy Robinson. I watch Bobby Fish. I've seen them all. <laughs> yeah. He says, oh, look at bloody Chase, you, and Hank Walker pissing about in NXT. I'll, they'll be screaming when I get him in this ring because pro wrestling's serious business. It just felt so weird and out of place in all this. Oh, my God, he looks like Noddy Holder. <laughs> <laughs> it's hard to take him seriously.
3: It's, it's it's
2: business! That's why he's getting pushed now.
3: <laughs> He'll get a January. We'll not see him again till December. He just needs to just get rid of the Sideburns he's got going on. And I'd love to be able to take him seriously because he's obviously going to be mechanically oh, sound. The, the pedigree is great. Mm. Um just shave, shave those sideburns
2: <laughs> When you're doing all your wrestling <laughs> on the wall. Oh, God. Imagine like imagine being Charlie, this is not any fault of his, but imagine being Charlie Dempsey trying to get going in this broken system. Oh, God, I know. And your actual dad has sidled up to the blatant biggest young star in the entire <laughs> industry. Yeah. How are you going, Dad? I oh, tried to get your call, but I just must have missed it. Sorry, son. I'm sure you're doing your absolute
1: best. Right. Next up was the highly anticipated conclusion, at least this week, <laughs> of the Duke Hudson saga, it was yep. Chase you, Andre Chase and Duke, um, with the hail at ringside against the NXT Tag Team Champions, Pretty like Kit Wilson and Elton Prince, uh, for the tag team titles. It uh, starts off, and Duke's like, "No, you know, you're the teacher. You should start." And then Elton tries a sneak attack, and Duke nails him because he's he's all Chase you here. Um, but Andre Chase gets isolated in the match, and he he gets worked over and. Um, uh, he, they, he, he keeps not, not being in the right position to make the tag, does Duke. At one point, um, I think it was uh, Elton Prince, got thrown to the outside and accidentally cl- clashes with Thea Hale. She gets knocked down. Duke Hudson goes to the outside to check on her, and that's the moment that Chase gets a bit of separation, gets to his corner. Bloody hell, Duke, where are you? So, eventually, Hudson does get the hot tag. He actually gets a great reaction, and he runs wild. He slams one of pretty deadly onto the other one. And Andre Chase is just there. He's just a body. He's no idea where he is. He's like, I'll just pick you up, boss. Don't worry. <laughs> Boom, slams him onto the other one. Runs wild. And he's like, no, no, no. Andre, you know, you're the you're the leader of Chase. You, you should get the, the victory. You should get the pinfall here. So Chase, is, I don't know where I am. Don't worry. You're back being the legal man. Tags him in. And he goes to hit his finish, but, of course, pretty deadly move out of the way. And he nails Andre Chase with that big kick of his. Hudson gets taken to the outside, chucked into the ring steps. And Andre Chase gets hit with spilled milk from pretty deadly. One, two, three. Duke Hudson, is deviled. Um and- <laughs> And Andre Chase just looks a little bit angry over his shoulder as they as they leave, licking their wounds. I thought it was this great stuff.
2: So this was more of an angle than a match, but I can tell. Look at Sidra because you were recapping it that it is entirely rooted in your invest personal investment in this system. Whether you thought this was any good, I loved it because I am personally invested. But Duke Hudson is completely banged to rights. Yeah, you got to go. I'll tag you back in. Like Andre and Chase couldn't have been more deep in the sh- and it was like yeah, I think it's time. I'll get you back in the ring. Like a preposterous like turn of events but I am very much enjoying watching it play out.
3: In the context of its own bollocks, yeah, I can imagine why people like this, but in order for this entire match to play out in the way that it did, Andre Chase had to sell, in a leisure centre version of it, I might add, obviously should go without saying. He had to sell it like he was Kazuchika Okada in the 64th minute <laughs> of the match against Kenny Omega at Dominion 2018. Like, lights are on, no one's home. Yeah. He's gone through the biggest war imaginable. <laughs>
1: Kiss my ass. Just (laughs) just no. I loved it. I absolutely loved this. And even though I was devastated, as as with Duke, that they didn't win the titles, I thought this is just just really good storytelling from from, from the guys involved in this. Uh, Very into TikTok now, NXT, I've noticed. There's a few videos throughout this show. Uh, One here where Roxanne Perez and Indy Hartwell get into a row during like a live event or whatever it may be. Uh, So more of that. Heading forward, of course, they're, they're probably going to be involved in the Iron Survivor Challenge because Shawn Michaels is going to announce the participants next week. And in amongst all this, Nikita Lyons uh, offers to be the, the partner for Chance and Carter against Toxic Attraction in the six-woman match next week. Did she refer to them as Toxic Attraction? There was something. Like, this, yeah, oh, maybe. my God, the three of them together. I know. If
3: they were in that room and someone locked the door... I'd never care someone if someone found a key. Like, I'm not being funny. Like, I, just the way they were talking to each other. They're, so, they're meant to be the baby faces here.
2: <laughs> the old wrestling <laughs> thing where, like, the heel parks, the forklift in the baby face yeah, yeah. In the door.
3: Nobody goes to move <laughs> Just the dialogue and the way it was delivered <sighs>
1: is horrendous. Use your gimmick from earlier. On the one side of this six-woman tag match is a, a group of women who don't think the rules apply to them, and they'll be facing toxic attraction. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, main event time, Wesley versus Carmelo Hayes. Um, these two worked a pretty good match. Pass it on. They're quite good at wrestling. <laughs> yeah, Wesley, got him. Wesley's got an entrance where he jumps over a boulder. You know, Do you like his new boulder entrance, Wesley?
2: Yeah, I think they're trying the Brom Breaker route, aren't they? Making the Wesley TV title defense feel more special than your mm-hmm. average. I don't hate that. Like He still needs a few of
1: these bells and whistles. Bells and boulders. Bells and boulders. <laughs> Um, But, yeah, they're they're great together, of course, these two, as anticipated. Um, the, The back and forth stuff early on, and there's a bit where they hit stereo kicks to knock them both down to take us to a break when we come back. Uh, Wesley fights back, hits Carmelo Hayes with a Frankensteiner for a near fall. Um, Hayes gets him in a small package that gets a two count. Hayes gets a, a code breaker, goes up top, goes to that big giant leg drop called nothing but net uh, off the top rope, but he misses that. Uh, Wesley comes back, I think, with like a meteora for a nice false finish. Trick Williams runs down to ringside. Uh, he doesn't need your help, you see. Uh, and Wesley sees this and flip dives to the outside on Trick Williams, and you have that panic of like, oh, no, you've got yourself involved with this partner and now you're going to cost yourself the match. But as Lee gets back in, there's a nice bit of uh, countering between the two men. Uh, Wesley hits a flipping Pele kick uh, and hits Carmelo X with a Mishinoku driver. One, two, three. We'll talk about what happened after the match in a second, Sige. But the match itself was absolutely great, wasn't it?
2: Everything I think he could have wanted. If you've ever had investment in Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams, and to a lesser extent Wesley, we said yesterday every Carmelo Hayes defeat now feels like the the exit for him from NXT. This should be the one because it's not always like the hit rate isn't perfect. This would be him going out on a high. This was so good that I would say that the Survivor Series surprise or post Survivor Series Raw surprise would be the right time and place because the momentum is with him again, and it's, that's not always the case. Wesley got a bit of a rub here as well by beating him, which is a huge compliment to Kamala Hayes and Trick Williams as entirely exclusively NXT 2.0-era developmental prospects. Like, a real, like, almost thrilling triumph of a main event this, where I think everybody benefited, and this has to be the na-na-na for the two of them. A a great run
3: ended on a high. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Echo those thoughts. I didn't think it was blow-away great. I'll remember this for ages and ages and ages, but I was really impressed because... I thought they might indulge how spectacular they are as athletes and just do the pack bumps and a hollow series of explosions, basically. But I really loved the struggle mm. and the way they were eking out the advantage at the start. Like, it really drew me in.
1: And then they earned my investment with a really great finish. And then after the match, Wesley celebrating with his North American Championship when DiJack arrives um, looking like... Something out of the 90s action film. He's got dyed, he's got jet black hair. He's got sunglasses, he's got a black jacket on, uh, and he attacks Lee and (laughs) picks him up and kind of botches Feast Your Eyes, if I'm honest.
3: What an absolute clown. (laughs) I love this so much. Right, Donovan Dickhead Law, right, if you don't know your backstory, is that the second that NXT was uh, revealed to be going head-to-head with AEW. Boom, was always going to kick off. People from either side sniping at the other, trying to get their cocks on the table and get a bit of uh, publicity. Basically, okay. a bit of real competitive spirit, like the most needle-dicked energy on, on both sides. And uh, one, of, one of which is really funny, though, hence Donovan Dickhead. <laughs> so um, Kenny Omega decides, you know, you know what I'm going to do? Because I'm the absolute best. And I'm going to be able to substantiate this rhetoric, right? I'm gonna whoo, light a match, boom, put it on the discourse. Just started saying, like, well, you know, are you bothered about NXT? Um, like the competition. And he was like, Yeah, you know, they would like their best guys would be the the dark match to my main event. So not really. <laughs> He's obviously playing the best bout machine that when it was eventually revealed that um on television that oh, my God, he's actually got too hubristic for his own good. Maybe he can't actually do stateside TV wrestling and all the carnies what, around it. And that was the storyline. He was speaking a promo in character, of course. And <gasps> it's a tall, uh, lanky, oral uh, guy. Donovan Dickhead. <laughs> he said, hey, Kenny, remember that time I had one match that was better than yours at PWG? And like, it's like, what? Yeah, I had one match of yours, and when we worked the same show, and my match was better than yours, actually, Kenny. And that's, hence, that's why Kenny just ethered him off the face of the planet with <laughs> Donovan Dickhead. As I've put it in the past, one person thinking they're a better wrestler than another wrestler who is the best bounce machine, right? It's almost like Scotty Too Hotty he saying he's better than The Rock Because his match at Backlash 2000 got a better star rating than the main event. (laughs) (laughs) It happened once, mate. It doesn't necessarily mean you're playing the same game here, let alone the same level. And we know what happened to Kenny Omega, right? Best tag team match of all time. This absolutely, incredibly hilarious run as he belt collector, And he's now back and he's the cult hero. He's like the face of AEW. Because even the CM Punk elite discourse where everyone says, oh, CM Punk's an arsehole, and the other people say, oh, well, the Young Bucks are just pissy little arseholes, and I can honestly see it from both sides. Even the people who are like Team Punk and say, you know, like Kenny a bit, but those Young Bucks are complete dicks. Have you noticed this? I'm part of it. Kenny's going to draw me
2: back to New Japan for Wrestle Kingdom. I still want the Kenny, but that's what we've lost is the dream match. Punk versus Kenny. I think Kenny
3: Omega through working through those injuries, through doing the right thing and putting Hangman Page over, and just being like really entertaining, particularly in 2021, I think a lot of people who are Naturally, like, ah, oh, Kenny Omega. Loads of people now are saying, oh, I'm glad Kenny's back. It's just those young bucks. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's,
2: what's, it's what's made a worker out of Cornet, Yeah. Because it, you, you, you're like, you doing a griff, mate. Like, if you think Kenny Omega's rubbish, you were in wrestling. You know how all this works. And yeah. you're not saying
3: Kenny Omega's rubbish, you're, you're lying. So all of that's happened to Kenny Omega, right? And Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile. Meanwhile. <laughs> Jack, like, he, he, if he had to just humbly put his head down and set about enduring the horrific creative to which he was subjected, a lot of people would just be saying, what a shame. He's got something, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. He's got something. He's worked matches that blow my tits off. He's obviously got something. If he just humbly set himself about, you know, just enduring this creative, everyone would have been saying, what a fucking shame, right? What a total shame this guy. It's a travesty what's happened to him, this book, and it's terrible. But because he had to open his big mouth and have ideas above his station... It's become Donovan Dickhead in Mm -hmm. the eyes of a lot of people. So for him, three years later to go still being developmental, a kind of a demotion to developmental when it's completely removed from the cool work rate league that NXT used to be, right? It's Deep South wrestling with a lick of paint. Mm. That's what this is. Wearing Kenny Omega's 2016 attire (laughs) effectively, like, I'm, Dante wouldn't have written that. It's too, <laughs> it's too on the nose for ironic hell. It's like, uh, nah, that would never happen in hell.
2: It, I mean, I, I I you making the Omega comparison was spot on because all I could think about was the specific 90s film characters. And Donovan, that, Donovan Dickhead, instead of taking the blue pill, took the Fed pill.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's the thing. The, the idea of the original cleaner character is that he was told you're going to have to be this cl- like really stoic, menacing cold-blooded Clean guy. Up the bodies that the bullet club have
2: killed. Is yeah, that the idea, yeah. yeah.
3: But I like the aesthetic. He was like, "Nah." <laughs> <laughs> that's how <laughs> so that came out. So a piss for the broom. <laughs> but you said like the aesthetic, like it was just a ret- like a composite retro chic. So he looked like Stallone and Cobra and Wesker from Resident Evil and just looked like this final boss with He shades. was built
2: for that Pure Wave video, wasn't he? Yeah. Like, he existed for that tribute he to. He got it.
3: on top of the trend of like 80s mm. retro Synth wave outrun wave stuff is really in. Boom, that's my look. And then now that it
1: die, Jack. He's a clown. He's honestly, he shouldn't have opened his mouth. Well, he's here and he's targeting Wesley. Basically, he looked is it just me or did he look really bad?
2: Oh, yeah, he looks. I mean, like, he's got to
1: do the knee part of Feast Your Eyes, yeah, yeah.
2: yeah. Like, gr- like, it's still really tall, good body. It's all there, potentially. But I thought this was kind of a disastrous reintroduction. He's just got in his own way. Like, the vignettes were cheesy, and this was too. And the idea is when you're out there physically, if you're... He existed before all this NXT nonsense, so you should have been able to
3: overcome that cheesiness. But not not so on night one. The idea on paper, the cleaner gimmick, is tremendously cheesy, but it's, like, awesome because it gets pulled off correctly. This was just cheese.
1: Justice has arrived. The bars on the screen and stuff. I thought the Usos were locking it down like they used to when they used to put graphics on the screen on the screen. Those T-bars. Right, let us know your thoughts on NXT on Twitter. At WhatCultureWWE. You can follow all three of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at...
3: M. Sidgwick.
1: Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE and make sure you subscribe to what Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from. For daily wrestling podcasts, me and the Dadly Boys will be back later on today to look ahead to a very important episode of AEW. But for now, uh, this will be the NXT review. My thanks to the Dadly Boys. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon.